Hello, everybody. It's time for Drink With Me with American Whiskey Jesus and... Merdina Flummery. That's right. We are back. It's just after Thanksgiving as we record this here in the United States. And at the end of a long weekend, we thought, what better way to start to get ready for the Christmas holidays than to drink some whiskey? I'm always ready to drink. That's right. Really, for any reason. If you want to claim that it's a hooray for the holidays, that works. That's good. Hooray for holidays. Okay, anyway, put right. that, uh, yeah. enough of that. I'm going to okay. work on those lyrics yeah, later. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so today we're drinking something that uh, I thought long and hard about this week's, th- this podcast whiskey. All right. And I decided that we would drink Crown Royal's Northern Harvest Rye. Now, when you told me Crown Royal, yes. I thought one thing. Oh, Canada. Right. Yeah. That's part of the reason that I thought we should do this. Because as you know, you are part Canadian by way of Canada. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right. So we're drinking this Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye. It's not just the regular purple bag Crown Royal that is the most popular one. It's one of the variants that Crown Royal has come up with in the last few years. And there are a lot of people who look at and and think about this particular one because it was named World Whiskey of the Year a couple of years ago by Jim Murray, whose Whiskey Bible is one of the main sort of tomes that whiskey lovers around the world read. That's really interesting. And were people surprised? Yes, for a lot of reasons. I see. All right, so I think we should just dig right into this before we keep talking about it. Yeah, let's have a drink. Now, before we do, though. I'm so excited about this because you know how I love pretty things. Yes. And you open up the box and immediately there's this like lovely vanilla lemon colored bag right containing the bottle that's right i assume shall we open it it's embroidered with crown royal it has these like rapunzel braid ties mardina i'd like you to have the bag. i love it so much this will be a reticule for my next special evening out right <laughs> with the, with so the words perfect. crown royal embroidered <laughs> all right some people are gonna have mixed feelings about that bag but i'm just gonna say <laughs> i'm totally using this the next time I have a fancy night. I, well, It'll hold my cell phone, my envelope of ones and fives. That's right. Which, how, how could I have possibly forgotten? Um, all right, so. All right, he's, he's um, fighting with the cap and the plastic seal. Jesus won. I win. That's right. Okay, so uh, once again, and so that we're also dealing with a plastic cap that okay. has a crown-like feel to Ooh, it. Ooh, it's fancy. So we don't get to make the sound oh, you you thank you for doing once that. again however the, i i just want as everyone i know out there the real whiskey people out there are saying there's this kind of corny bag and the screw top we're just gonna we're just gonna put that on pause we're gonna put those instincts on pause for a few minutes and see why jim murray would possibly name this world whiskey of the of the year you know i think of myself as sort of a fancy person you with, are with fancy taste yes I like the bag and the crown okay. cap. All right. If good. people are going to be snooty about it, That's then right. I don't just, even know what's we're just going gonna, on. We're just going to ignore them. But I will say all that matters is the taste. All right. So here we go. That's for you, Regina. Thank you. That's a generous pour. Uh, we got a lot to get through. <laughs> it smells good. I can already... Mm. Uh, it's got a nice sweet smell. Sweet, Pleasantly light. sweet smell, light smell, certainly. Kind of mild. Yeah, we're just nosing it at the moment. Yeah. So if you haven't poured yet, pour your own. Pour your own. Get it ready. Get ready to drink with us. Okay, I'm going to take a sip. All right, here we go. 
Mm. Well, it is super duper smooth. It is uh, the, if, for those of you who don't like a whiskey burn in the taste, this is really light on that. I would there say. is really no burn happening here. Very little burn. It is quite sweet. So if you're more on the, if you like more on the sort of dry or the or the smoky side, obviously there's no peated anything here. But if you if you are into that, then um, you you're gonna pref- you're probably gonna prefer other stuff. Like this, but if you are if you're into a sweet sort of whiskey, th- this has got that without being cloying, I think. You know what I'm going to say, too? You know, what's interesting, a lot of times I prefer the drier, smokier, yeah. more manly or womanly whiskeys. This is lighter and sweeter, but it's not simple. No. It's interesting. That I feel interesting. like I'm getting a lot of different flavors from it. I want to keep drinking it to sort of process what it is I'm experiencing. So, okay, let's talk about this because this mm. is something that there's a couple of things here that we've never done before on this show. Okay. About this whiskey. The first is that it's Canadian. Right. It's the first Canadian whiskey that we've done. Very true. And secondly, it's a rye whiskey. Okay, and as you know, I'm pretty ignorant and I don't even know what that really means. I don't know. I mean, I think I think you're you're more knowledgeable than most people at this point. Uh, yeah, but I When you remember the stuff that I'm you know. Not, my brain is a sieve. You fill it up and it just, just leaks right, right out, out. I don't know. Let's go back to the idea of whiskey. So there's a grain involved in all whiskeys or some kind of grain. Right. And obviously with scotch, the primary grain is <laughs> barley. Correct. <laughs> I tested out a few a few of my letter sounds watching you for clues. <laughs> okay, and bourbon is what? Primarily? Quinoa. Quinoa. Oh, God. Someone's going to do that, aren't they? Oh, my gosh. Quinoa-based I would whiskey. totally try ancient whiskey from quinoa. Why not? Bourbon is mostly corn. 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 So rye is an, an yet another grain. Actually, I was thinking I, sh- I should bring some rye seeds in. We should have tasted them. Then I didn't do that. Like rye bread. Yeah, like yeah, rye bread. I get it. Okay. Pumpernickel bread, whatever. So rye whiskey, I think there's there's very little in the way of regulation on this, but rye whiskey should be at least 51%, you know, rye as the base. To give your claim. Grain. Yeah. Yeah. But this particular one is 90% rye. Oh. So I think there's a little corn and a little wheat in there but but it's ma- basically rye so if you taste if you think about now i'm going to do hypnotic suggestion you ready all right i'm ready, ready? lay it on me mm. if you think imagine imagine the smell of imagine the smell of rye bread right out of the oven Can i've you got smell it. that slightly acidic yes slightly sweet uh smell and taste of rye bread right out of the yeah, oven it's got pastrami on it a little mustard fantastic okay now get rid of the pastrami and the mustard do i have to just the bread Fine. All right, now I want you to pick up your glass, and before you drink it, I want you to smell for that rye. You can smell it in there. I totally do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you are a hypnotist. I am. You're the whiskey whisperer. I am the whiskey whisperer. Oh yeah, rye. No, there that's it right. is. It's in there. And so rye people, rye whiskey has become really popular. I personally don't usually go for a rye whiskey, but there are a lot of people that do. Whistle Pig, for example, is a rye whiskey. Oh. Um, what do you make of it being growing in popularity? I just think it's the innovation and uh, different things that people are trying with whiskey. So, for example, one of our favorites, Balcones, the the uh, El Paso guys. Right. They have a rye. Okay. Which I've never actually tried, but I know it's they. I would try anything they they did, frankly. And it's so it's popular. It's um, hmm. it's something that you you can order anywhere. Is it more common in the New World then? Yeah, it would be. I think primarily American. Okay. I don't. I don't know of any. Scott, and let me think about this before I shoot off my mouth. 
Oh, what the hell? I'll shoot it off my mouth. Go I don't think it. anybody, I don't know of any Scotch or Irish whiskeys that use rye as a major component. They may use a bit. But certainly in the United States, there's lots of rye whiskey. And Canada apparently also uses rye whiskey. And this, so this variety is northern rye. So this, yeah, obviously they're, the, in Canada, they grow in cold, cold climate. So the rye that grows in Canada is what's used in this, in this uh, whiskey. Okay, so true northern Canadian yeah. rye. Right. They right, grow right. it, they make it. That's right. So rye whiskey, this is, that's also something that we have never done before. I'm enjoying this very much. This is something that I think almost anyone would find drinkable. I think a lot of people would, you know, drink it straight or mix it with who knows what. But I think it's worth Absolutely. drinking on its own for sure. Now, you mentioned something about Crown Royal mm -hmm. having different varieties, mm. trying some new things. Yeah. I must admit that I have seen like Crown Royal vanilla. Yes. And a few kind of wackadoodle yeah, it's bottles. really It's really interesting. So let's talk about Crown Royal. Yeah. Tell us. Because there's a me. lot of interesting things to say about Crown Royal. Mm -hmm. Crown Royal is gigantic and it's part of an even more gigantic company. So it's a big, big company. In fact, I think they may be the second largest seller in the United States. Oh, interesting. I would not have expected that. They're, they're really big, and um, that's because the price points are low, which we'll talk about the price point on this pretty soon. But And they're also part of Diageo, so they're even freaking huge, you know, huge inside huge. Now, what's the history of Crown Royal? Crown, that's a great question. So Crown Royal is, the, I think, the first, certainly the oldest still operating distiller in Canada. And in 1939, Queen Elizabeth mm -hmm. and her husband, whose name escapes me, mm -hmm. visited Canada, and they were the first living English monarchs to visit Canada. Oh, you're kidding. No. Wow. And so Crown Royal was created to produce whiskey to serve to them. So the, Oh, I love that story. Yeah, yeah. So the royal you know, insignia and stuff like that comes I from the fact that... I figured it yeah. had to be something about the English monarchy. That's right. So that yep. makes yep. a lot of sense. So, so Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Those are the ones. Or whoever she was running around with at the time. Who knows? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> well, anyway, that it was her visit. Yeah. Is that right? 1939, she's been around that long? She's definitely been. been around yeah. that long. Yeah. Because she was queen like right before World War II I'm got gonna going. I'm going to verify because that seems right? like an awful long time ago. Keep, keep talking about All that. All right. Thing. Whiskey Jesus is Googling <laughs> some English monarch history for That's us. Right. That's I, right. I'm a fan of Queen Elizabeth too. I think she's a strong and interesting lady. I think so too. Not quite as exciting to learn about as Queen Elizabeth the first, but those were exciting times. Yeah, yeah. King George the sixth and his wife Queen Elizabeth. So she wasn't a. She didn't okay, so, so I got this. Our Elizabeth's I, father. Our, correct, King yeah. George the sixth and his wife, whose name was Elizabeth. Okay. Right. So she she was alive at that at that time, obviously. A child. But yeah. Ish. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense timeline wise to me. Okay, it does make more King sense. George the sixth. So Crown Royal was only available in Canada for a number of years. Then it came to the U.S. and then it became hugely popular. Okay, makes sense. So mm -hmm. then, something that you know about well in the '60s and '70s and even '80s, what happened to whiskey around the world? It went into decline. Yes, it Nobody did. was buying it or drinking it. That's right. Do I get a you get some sticker whiskey. on my chart? You get some whiskey in your glass. Want my sticker? All right, I'll give you too. a sticker. Okay, just can you? You get All a gold right. star. Oh, thank you. You get a gold star sticker. That's fancy. It is pretty good. I'm going to put it on my chart. Okay. Now, what happens when I get 10 stickers? Um, you get a bigger sticker. Like, a, you trade those up for an even bigger sticker. You might think you're being funny, but I actually really like that idea. I, I will give you as many. We can keep going with that <laughs> infinitely. <laughs> 
someday you're gonna there's gonna truck is gonna back up to yeah. my apartment well, and they, they, the they giant have, sticker will unfurl. Well, they have this website where you can make a sticker of anything that's the size of your wall. So I'm prepared to go that far. Could it just be me? It could certainly be you. Right? It could be just your face. That's all I want. Wall size. It would be like having a friend every day right there. In gigantic form. <laughs> all right, all Crown right. Royal. Crown, Crown Royal. Royal. All right, so Crown Royal made a comeback. Mm-hmm. Whiskey boom began. In the... 80s, let's call it, okay. right? So they, they produced a moderate amount of whiskey, and actually one of the most interesting things about what they are right now is they produce all of their, or virtually all of their whiskey in a place called Gimli in Manitoba. Okay. Which is in the middle of Canada, in the middle of nowhere, right next to Lake, um, oh, what is it called? Something Lake, or other. Lake something or other. It's one of the big lakes in, in the middle. But it's a very, very unromantic location. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this. Oh, okay. Ooh. It looks like a strip mall anywhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. However, they produce massive amounts of whiskey, just like vast amounts of whiskey at this Bless their hearts. scenic location in the middle of nowhere. Do Canada. they offer tours? No. Damn it. No, they don't. So no corporate trip up there, I take it. No, I don't think so, because yeah. they'd probably call the cops. They'd be polite. Oh, you could meet a Mountie as they I... came to arrest us. No, wait, wait. wait. There's got to be a way... Dream to be arrested by a Mountie, I think. Yeah, I would like to be arrested by a Mountie. But before that, yeah. what if we show up at the Gimli plant with like lab coats mm -hmm. and some really smart looking glasses and right. clipboards mm -hmm. and like some little empty bottles mm -hmm. and we say we're there to test... Test the purity of the... Yes, the rye... Air. Oh, we're from the Rye Council. We're from the we're from that we're from the Canadian Rye Council. That's right. That's right. We'll have to work on our Canadian accents, eh? I'm not even gonna do that. <laughs> I well, it would be racist for you right. to fake a Canadian sure. accent. For me, it's okay. That's right. Exactly. Because I'm part Canadian. Okay, so they make all kinds of whiskey. They're like vast amounts of whiskey, mm -hmm. and then they turn it into a bunch of stuff. So, in point of fact, this Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye is a blend of their whiskeys, and it's mysterious. All right, so it doesn't tell me how old it is. That's because it's a blend of all these different, and they don't really, they're a little cagey okay. about it. Oh, the mis I like the idea of the mystery, though. And that's why they closed the Gimli plant, because what? it's mysterious. They, oh, closed it to visitors. To outside visitors, yes. Damn it. But, that's right. All right. So this is where all the whiskey that comes from, uh, all the whiskey that Crown Royal produces virtually comes from the Gimli plant, if not entirely. And... They make the vanilla, they make the freaking so cinnamon, they make the, there's so many things. Cinnamon whiskey. I don't know if they make cinnamon. Oh, that's make, bad. It's bad. But they make vanilla, they make, uh, I, well, hell, why don't we just look it up? Okay, I, as, I, as I mentioned, I'm a fancy person, so I know vanilla whiskey is not something I should want, and yet I kind of <laughs> want to taste it just to see. But, uh, so I was wondering about that. So Crown Royal makes, I imagine, quite a few varieties. They make a ton of varieties. All right, different flavors yeah. and levels and, of whatever. Right, and, and so they, for example, they have... So we're on the website salted now. Salted caramel, vanilla, and apple are flavored. Oh, and then God. Texas McKee. They have honey, they have maple, they have, and then they have some other ones that are, you know, a little more what you call an attempt to do, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, good whiskey. Sure. Um, Is that the Master Series? That's the Master Series of the Signature Series. Okay. The rye, the Northern Harvest rye is in the Signature Series. Mm. And the point of this is, I, I, I think I, I may have told you this story, but I was at a wine show in New York about maybe a year ago. Mm. 
And Crown Royal had a, a setup there, and I hung, you know, I had nice long conversations with everybody. And I had a conversation with the Crown Royal guy, and we were having a good whiskey conversation. Mm. And then I, and you know, we'd all had a little to drink. And so I kind of like looked him in the eye and yeah. I'm like, so what's up with the vanilla whiskey? <laughs> I love that you <laughs> yeah. asked him that. Yeah, I said, you got to tell me about the, uh, you what, know, the, the what was his reaction? Apple whiskey. He said, all right, I, I understand. <laughs> it's like, here's, the, here's how we look at it. We'll just be real straight with you about this. People want it. They like it. We can sell it. But we feel that the whiskey that we put into that bottle is good whiskey. Okay. We give people what they want. There's there's a market for the flavored whiskeys, but we don't do crap whiskey as the base for those flavored, you know, varieties. I can respect that. I did too. I was like, okay. Okay, that's, that's a, you a, know a what? That's a answer. good answer. That's and I, answer. I don't blame them. They're a company. Yeah, that's right. They're there to make their product and that's sell right. it. Maybe vanilla and God help us, salted caramel whiskey are gateway whiskeys. It could be. So to what? I'm not so, sure. So, you know, I don't to know. Crack. Kids in college who feel like they want to try whiskey and that seems fun, so they give it a try. Yeah. And then they realize they like it, and so they try more so they, whiskey. So they eat other salted caramel things. <laughs> I'm trying really to like make that. the best of it here. Well, I mean, I think it's fun. I think the way that he put that, I was like, well, I don't know how I can really argue with that. And, you know, I am a believer in you like what you like. That's right. Um, sure. So, yeah. I'm trying not to be judgy. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even do a cheers. What do they say in Canada? There's cheers, right? Oh, cheers well, or um, to the Mounties. I don't think that's what they say, but that's what Verdina says. That's what I say. Disturbingly often. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to look it up real quick? Is there a Canadian toast? I think it's just toast? cheers. They're the same. Baby. Cheers or you know. here's, here's, I don't know. here's a maple leaf in your eye. I don't think that's it. Now you're just doing, <laughs> now you're just doing stereotypes. It's okay because... Because you're Canadian by because, way of Canada. Yes. Okay. So, let's see. There's other, so many other things to talk about. All right. I what feel. else you got laid on me? Let's talk about the fact that this was considered the... the this was rated by Jim Murray the World Whiskey of the Year. So, the best whiskey in the world. That's a pretty bold, a distinction. bold distinction. I'm sort of fascinated by that because I'm thinking you have a lot of whiskeys to choose you from. You have a lot of whiskeys to choose from. There's a couple... There's one thing that I want to say about that. Yeah. Which is probably true. Is that think about the size of the Gimli plant and the mystery of what goes into any given bottle of Northern Harvest Rye? Sure. We don't really know mm. if what we're tasting is quite what he was tasting. Oh, that's a really you interesting I mean? point. Since they're not saying this is a specific batch yes. from a specific year, Correct. we know when that rye was grown, right. we know when it was right. bottled. Okay. So, so I have mm, to put a little bit tricky, of sort tricky. of, mm, you know, question. I have put a question mark on it for that reason. Right, right. Mm. The other thing is that this is, like, this is like a twenty-five dollar bottle of whiskey. Oh, you're kidding me! No, this is so inexpensive that for some people, it's going to actually stop them from buying it. I get that. You know, I totally get that. Whether that's fair or not, it's going to actually, people isn't, are going to go, why is this so cheap? Okay, isn't there something in economics where uh, if you show me three versions of a product, mm -hmm. the cheap one, the middle one, and the most expensive one, mm -hmm. people mostly pick the middle one? Well, not necessarily. Oh, I thought that was a thing. But, but there is this thing in economics that is called price as a signal of value. Sure. So people assume that price relates to value. Mm. Right? Mm. Okay. And sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. With this whiskey, if, if that's the thing. When, when Jim Murray named this World Whiskey of the Year, a lot of people just kind of, their, their 
computers just blue screen of death on them. <laughs> right, it just the glitched them out. Yeah, they were like, wait, what? They didn't know what to do with that information. Right, right. Okay. So some people just, you know, I think they just like went to Jim Murray's house and threw rocks at him. I mean, sure. And other people were like, sweet, I can buy the best whiskey in the world at any store for $25. This is one of the things that I want to say, and one of the reasons that I decided we do this today yeah. is because we always talk about how price and, and value aren't, uh, price and quality aren't necessarily related when it comes to whiskey. But you could actually go to the store and buy something that, at, le- at the very least, has been in that company by at least one of the people who whiskey drinkers listen to. Right. So there it is, right? Like, we, we say this all the time. I mean, that is pretty much a zero-risk bottle right there. It really is. So anybody could pick it up for $25 or take it to a gathering, and you really have nothing to lose. You don't. And if you are a rye drinker who is fussy about... Your, your smaller brands, the, the hipper brands, that kind of thing, mm. you're not going to go wrong buying this bottle of this bottle of rye. And even though you open it up with this plastic screw top in the bag <laughs> and so forth, you've got the the cred of the, it having had this ridiculously high level of distinction. Yeah, I see that. I I mean, I think if somebody's going to be prejudiced against it just because it's inexpensive yeah. or just because it's Canadian, that's really not okay. Well, you're used to prejudice against Canadians. You know, it's a real problem for my it, people. It really, <laughs> it really is. It really now, is. I've noticed that we've gone through a couple glasses and neither of us has reached for the water. Yes. It doesn't really need any water it or doesn't. ice added at all. It really doesn't. Uh, it's 45% alcohol by volume, so that's not high. It's not low. It's not like the Jameson where it was 40, like barely, barely, you know, yeah. qualifies. Yeah. But it is, you know, on the low side, I guess, compared to a cask strength. I'm going to give it a drop of give water drop, just happens. to see what happens. Why not? To see if it Why not? does anything. I think this whiskey would do very well as a part of some cocktail. Not that I do that very often with whiskey. Yeah, but uh, an old-fashioned or something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Manhattan. I, I like those cocktails. Those are great drinks to start the evening, I find, like I, before dinner. I agree. Mm. You put it very well. It's a no-risk whiskey, right? Like, if you yeah. buy this bottle and you don't like it, just you know, give it to one of your less discerning I mean, friends. Use it to polish your mirrors or something. Well, that makes it sound like we're not saying don't. We're no, saying don't but if it. you don't like it. Right, right. You could... You know. You could. You could. You could. Or give it away. Or give it away. Or just put it in the back of your cupboard and someday one of your lush friends will come over and take (laughs) care of it. That's right. Maybe just call Merdina. (laughs) Call me. She'll come right over. Yeah. I think it's time to talk about candy pairing. Oh, yay. Okay. You told me, you did tell me that we were drinking Canadian whiskey. Correct. I was a little bit tempted to say I could bring one of the candies of my people, right, some right. maple sugar candy. That yep. seemed way too on the nose. But that's less of a pairing and more of a kind of theme. Uh, just like a theme. It's a theme. I love a good theme, but Things I know that's not what we're doing here. By the way, if you get this pairing right, you get another sticker. <gasps> another sticker from my chart? Oh, yep. boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. So I thought about this being, uh, I've, I've had some Crown Royal before. I'm a little bit familiar. So I thought about what would taste good with it, and I think I've nailed it. I picked up a super fancy chocolate bar. It is cherry almond dark chocolate. Interesting. Right. I, I know. It maybe is not what, what anybody would expect to pair with whiskey. It's, but it's still dark chocolate. So it's dark chocolate. Yeah. It's a 70% dark chocolate. Okay, so it's pretty, pretty dark. dark. But it's got some sweetness from the it's cherry and so forth. It's got dried sour cherries mm. in it okay. and almonds. So I've right. broken it I'm up ready. a bit. Okay. If you want to grab a bit and okay, uh, really give it a do. taste. Mmm. Pretty yummy. 
Okay. No, the cherry's good. The cherry's good. I thought it would be interesting little, because it's a little, because of the tartness. The tartness, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. And the almonds gives it a little richness. I think it goes really well. Mm. Okay, hold on. I'm going to taste mine. It almost makes me want to suggest that they, they do a tart cherry version of this whiskey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cherry. Northern Harvest Rye. Cherry. You you could so easily verge into like cough syrup territory at that you point. You could. Cherry flavored yep. liquor. But going together, I'm liking it. It's I like a, it too. It's a kind of a deep and complex candy bar. And this is a, a simpler whiskey. It is. I agree. So I think they're nice together. And I think it's great. All right. You know, my, I find that my opinions of the candy pairings are greatly helped by how hungry I am. <laughs> the hungrier I am when we do this. Right. Hunger the is the best I, seasoning. I guess mm. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. So Jesus and I usually do these podcasts before the dinner hour. That's correct. Which is a great time of day. It's a great time to do it. To have a drink with a friend. I'm just saying. I suppose if we were doing after dinner drinks, our palate might be a little different. Or that so important first drink of the day. That's right. Which for you is, never mind. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, a little something I, in the coffee mug. I don't want to shame Medina. Well, no, there's nothing to be ashamed of. People don't even notice. You know, you're in the car line at your kid's school. You've got your, no, I'm totally 100% that would kidding. Never, that would never happen. Kidding. We've lost it now. I know. Sometimes these take detours that are very difficult to recover from. And we just have to hit, kind of hit the old reset button. Any, anytime I'm in the back of the Uber drunk. And in the morning. In the morning. Or near school. We need to. We need to. I think that's illegal do. in California. All do. of that is illegal in California. Probably. Oh, do you know what? So we just enjoyed a beautiful Thanksgiving together. We did. And we have a little tradition of in between the dinner and the dessert course. We, we like, have two traditions. Wait, what? We have two. One is the hour-long gap between dinner and dessert. Which is so important. I feel it's critical. Because, and, and here's why it's important to me. I am the baker of pies. Yes. So I want to make sure my desserts get mm-hmm. the love that the they savoring. deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need that little break. Yep. Let everybody's food digest a little bit. Let their sweet tooth grow. Yep. But here's the other thing. We have taken to having a little wine walk. We do. Where we take our glass of wine and we go out and do a little constitutional around yeah. the block. A few blocks. Just nothing big. It no. never even occurred to me that that is kind of illegal. Is it? Because we're carrying open containers of alcohol. That's illegal? On the street. Is it? I don't think so. Because our mutual friend pointed out that it might be. I don't think it is. How would he, it be? What, that he was going to call the breaking? cops. I don't know. I think he's just being funny. Well, no, obviously. In his own way. Obviously, he was Attempting being, to be funny. He was attempting to be funny in his own way. Well, I don't But know. it really got me thinking. I don't know. We'll have to look up if we had a lawyer out there. Well, the next year we'll just put it in um, like Sprite cans. Or just take your wine glass and wrap a paper bag around yeah. it, right? Like a wino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but a fancy one. A fancy wine. Perhaps sure. the stem could be out <laughs> to make it easier to hold. That's right. <laughs> well, I think you succeeded with the candy pairing, so I'm going to mm. give you another sticker. I'm so excited. You're oh. two-tenths of the way there. The chart is really filling it's really up. really coming, coming along. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was feeling like we should talk about Joan Crawford a little bit. Okay, I can see why that would... Is she Canadian? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. Does she like her some whiskey? Well, she's dead now, so probably <laughs> not. But I but I think that we've, ta- we've hit on a subject when it comes to Joan Crawford where I don't think people talk about Joan Crawford enough anymore. Mm, I could see you, that. You sent me something the other day about her parties, which I thought was a great 
thing. Yeah, it was some quote of hers yeah. from a magazine. I, about, I think I can find it. Shall we? Yeah, find that. About how to host the best party. Right. And I feel like, hashtag life goals, this is exactly the kind of party I want to be hosting. Mm -hmm. You have it for me? Joan Crawford said, uh, uh, this was her comment on entertaining at home. The best parties are a wild mixture of people. Take some corporation presidents, add a few lovely young actresses. I'm fully in favor of both of those first two. Yeah. A bearded painter, your visiting friends from Brussels, a politician, a hairdresser, and then toss them all together. It's especially important to have all age groups. Of course I wouldn't want to have hippies come out, come crawling in with unwashed feet. <laughs> I'm not sure what she was worried about there. The, I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep going. But all the younger people I know are bright and attractive and have something to say, and they dress like human beings. <laughs> Another important party secret is I always add a splash of vodka to everything. Nobody ever knows, and every, everyone ends up having a wonderful time. Yeah, that is pretty much going to be the recipe for my next dinner party. Right. I actually have access. Just dose all of our friends. I mean, vodka in everything. Yeah. I probably would Maybe tell. Maybe just whiskey. I'd tell people. Yeah. I wouldn't. But, okay, I'd let people know there's whiskey slash vodka in everything. The list of eclectic people. Yeah. I think I have access to all of those groups. Yeah, definitely. I really think we could make that happen. I think we definitely. I mean, that's the spirit of the thing. It doesn't have to be that exact. The list. exact. It could be a bearded painter, a bearded sculptor. Do you know? I met somebody a couple of weeks ago who said that um, she um, was performing at a Seder dinner. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And somebody put marijuana of some kind, edible marijuana, in the challah bread, which is the main bread Ooh. that goes with the Seder dinner. Ooh. But nobody knew about this. So, Ooh. like, literally somebody dosed the whole Seder dinner. Oh, my goodness. To the point where it, uh, chaos ensued at the, at the Seder dinner. Talk about illegal. That, that's quite illegal. You really can't do that. And irresponsible. And I hope there weren't any kids there. There weren't any kids. Okay, at least there's that. There's no But... But I mean, that's you know, that's taking Joan Crawford. That's Joan Crawfording. You're right. That is, that Joan, is Joan Crawford. Hashtag Joan hashtag Crawfording. Joan Crawfording. That's right. You know what? I if I were at that party and I found out later, I would be fine with it. But I know a lot of people who would not be. Right. So yeah. It would be a, a seder not to forget. For sure. With I mean, your, that, your bitter herbs and your salt water <laughs> had a little marijuana right. on the side. But, I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like, so much of what happened, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of social interactions are quite sterile these days. Agreed. In in maybe not just the United States. If but, they're even in person. Right, sure. A lot of times there's a screen between me and you, whoever you is. And, and, <laughs> you is. Mm -hmm. and, and don't you find, like, the... Um, the the number of, of things that are just not allowed, mm. right? Okay. The number of things that are just not allowed, it seems like there's a lot of those. Right. You're or frowned upon. You're dirty-footed hippies. Right, sure. You're spiking people's drinks or bread mm -hmm. without their knowledge. Definitely frowned upon. And probably a I mean, good idea. you probably shouldn't spike people's stuff. Let's, let's be honest about that. However... Maybe we're just not going to the right parties. Maybe not. Maybe those good times are out there, and we just haven't found them yet. I mean, we do yet. find them sometimes. Well, we make them. We do. We make well, the good times. See, here's the thing that I learned a long time ago. Yeah. The, it's what we call the 1990 rule. 1990. Let me hear it. Imagine 100 people in a neighborhood or whatever. 100 people, right? Mm -hmm. Anything that happens, especially anything fun or, or important or valuable or new, 
one person or one percent of people really motivate to make that thing happen. Got it. Nine percent of people contribute or help, right? Yes. And then ninety percent of people partake. Yes. This is just truth. It's truth. And rather than saying, why don't all the other freaking 90, that's never going to happen. It's not the nature of yes. life, right? Yes. So this is what I think, like when I think about Joan Crawford and her comments, maybe you shouldn't dose people, but you can't, you know, it's like if you want those things to happen, you got to just be the one, recruit the nine and serve the 90. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. And as somebody who enjoys good times and mm -hmm. good ideas, I am familiar with that. I have often been the one mm -hmm. and much more frequently been the nine. Yes. Um, so I'm very familiar with those two positions. And yes. those 90 can just suck it. Well, but I mean, you have to have the 90 or there's nobody to consume the thing. I guess. This is what I'm saying. You can't be frustrated about that. But you know what it is? People have to have to do... They have to take turns. They have to take turns. They have to... You're like, right. If you're the one or the nine for certain things, somebody else has to be the one or the nine for other things. And I'm sure I'm part of the 90 on several Sometimes. things. Yes. And I'm just not... Maybe I'm just not seeing those. But yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. But, it, but, it, but that, that's a way of thinking about parties, I think, in particular. So what you're saying is that I need to hashtag Joan Crawford it up. Joan, Joan Crawford. And plan an awesome party. I think that you should. Okay. You know that I do. Yeah. Um, and that you're 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 my nine for a lot of stuff. Sure. You're I'm always probably, there. You're close to the one sometimes. Yeah, I'm the but one on my it's not a few things. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're the one for some other life things. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, but this is what I'm saying to all of you. Mm -hmm. One nine ninety. It's true. You, you can't fight it. You can try to recruit the 90, and you'll get, like, 90 down to 87. But that's as good as you're going to do, right? So if you want the thing to exist, you kind of need to make it happen. This has turned into, you know, just wisdom. Jesus' wisdom for that's life. That's right. The universe, everything, Hashtag whiskey. Life. Hashtag Joan Crawfording it up. That's right. All over the place. Yeah. I mean... It takes a lot of work. Yeah, that's right. There's a commitment. People think it just happens. It doesn't just happen. Oh, for sure it doesn't. Anybody who's hosted a good party that's knows right. that. But here's my problem. Yeah. My problem is that maybe it's not... I don't want to just say, oh, the internet, because I helped make the internet. But <laughs> I think it's just... It's, it's, it's really not the internet. It's the fact that in this day and age, there are a lot of um, implied or real barriers to just behaving in a way that's a little outside the norm. And I think a lot of this has to do with things like cell phone cameras and social that's media. True. And it is it is a real thing when you know people yeah. are going to be taking photos, posting photos. Do you know, here's the thing, like we think about like the 50s mm -hmm. as a time of, of, uh, of social compliance or, or sameness, hom homogeneity, where sure. there was a lot of social pressure. That, to, those were virtues. Yeah, comply yeah. to norms, right? Mm -hmm. to, to really cohere, adhere mm -hmm. to norms. But I think maybe we're just as adherent to norms now Ooh, as we were then. It's just that it looks different. So in those days, people dressed the same. Now they kind of all act the same. What an interesting philosophy. Yeah, I'm going to give that some more thought. You could dress however you want. You can have a spiky green mohawk, but you better not, you know, raise your voice. 
right? Yeah. Don't you think that's happening? Yeah, yeah. And you even have to be careful about what kinds of things you do say online because people will hop on. That's right. To criticize you or argue with you or shame you. Yeah. yeah. And it's not to say that you shouldn't be thoughtful about other people. But don't you think sometimes... Sh- Somebody shaking things up a little bit is, is fine, right? It's, it's like, okay, well, I, I tried that. It wasn't right. So then I'm going to walk that back. And now we know more. Now we have a better understanding. That is the philosophy of the one. That is the philosophy of because the one. Because how else are you going to make anything interesting or new happen except to try stuff? And that brings us back to Canada. Yeah. Because Canada is a really polite country. I've heard this. It's true. Yeah. Canadians are wonderful. I know the Mounties are well, yeah, they're, gentlemen. Yeah, sure, they're, they're fine gentlemen, yeah. certainly. And, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah, to Mounties. the Mounties. Thank you for your service. But there's one thing that, that's different. One of the, I'm, I don't know, this is, a, this is a generalization. Okay. Right, so this is me shooting off my mouth again. Okay. The thing that works about there being an America and a Canada is that America will do the stupid thing that, Probably moves us along a mm-hmm. bit more than the Canadians. And the Canadians are like, that's a good idea. We'll do it too. Okay, that's a stupid idea, America. Stop doing that, and we're not going to do it, right? Like, right. There's that dynamic between... Yeah. It's a good dynamic. Yeah, that's all right. That works. Yeah, it's, it's good. Not to say there's no, you know... I think that as the resident Canadian here... Yes. I would like to do the same. I would like to observe your mistakes right. and learn from them. There's a lot. And I could say... Whiskey podcast, great idea. Uh, maybe the next idea, not so good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, whatever. I, I'd that like for you be. to tell me before the <laughs> bad idea just comes out. I, mean, I don't know. I have to ooh, watch it happen. Let it unfold. This is part of the fun for me. Let's it is be kind honest. of part of the fun. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, you know, it's. It, I think about the seventies. We're making some good headway on this. <laughs> Just, okay, out. the cap just flew across the Merdina, room. Merdina, say some things for about well, 10 seconds. Well, we're making some good headway on the bottle. I'm wondering how far down our uh, listeners are getting in theirs. Hopefully, responsibly. You know, it's um, it's an intern-free night tonight, so I had to go... I know. Well, you know what? When we talked myself. about giving them the whole Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, weekend off, uh, it seemed like the right thing to do. Some of them are flying home. That's right. Um, they're very young, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. I am too. Now let's talk about Canada when it relate as it relates to Thanksgiving. Okay. Because this is something where there's a lot of differences between America and Canada. Little differences. Are they not thankful in Canada? They are thankful, but they're yes. thankful in October. Because <sighs> Canadian Thanksgiving is oct- is in October. Now we're and it's just like you just got that one wrong. Now, okay, so we're thanking, you know, the Native Americans who fed the pilgrims. What are they thanking? <laughs> Whiskey Jesus is just giving me this very pitying. I assume. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, they have uh, each other. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to look up Canadian Thanksgiving and see what it says. I mean, I guess the Canadians eradicated Native Americans just like. Sure. You know. It's uh, known as uh, the uh, Jour de l'Action de Grâce. Sure. In French. They celebrate. Uh, the harvest and other blessings of the past year. I mean, that's fine. But apparently there was a celebration of Thanksgiving in, Na- in North America in 1578. Um, Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Did Americans steal Thanksgiving possibly. from Canada? Sure. 
But, but you know, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not called stealing. It's called innovating. Because <laughs> when you put your Thanksgiving in October, you have got it wrong. Okay, so this is one of those situations. It's the reverse of what you were just yes. laying out, where America tries right. things and right. Canada takes right. the best. In this case, Canada was trying oh. for a day of Thanksgiving. Oh. Right. And America took it over and, I'm sorry, made it better. Definitely. I mean, you know, our, our formula in the United States is, is for Thanksgiving is what? The fourth Thursday. In? November. Theirs is the second Do I month. get it sticker? Yes. Oh, boy. I think that's right. I don't know if it's right, but I'll give you a second. Okay, name. yeah. It sounds um, right. Their formula yeah. is <clears throat> the second Monday in October. That's just wrong. That's wrong. Okay. Sorry, Canada. That's wrong. I'm sorry. They're you a holiday on again. a Monday. Yeah, and it's October 8th no. was Thanksgiving this year in Canada. No. No. That's three weeks before Halloween. No, that's a huge mistake. It goes Halloween. Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's a crescendo of holiday. You're so right. Not a burst of two holidays and then you wait a long time and then it's Christmas. If there's anything Retail America has taught me, Mm -hmm. it's that you've got to space out your holidays and you have to have a building. You build. Yes. You build. Because otherwise, that that empty lot near (laughs) our houses, it it sells pumpkins. That's right. And then it it just... just right into, right into trees. It just gracefully transitions, just transitions into Christmas right into trees. trees. They it, should come up with a Thanksgiving thing to sell. You know what? I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Turkeys. You could have like some turkey drumstick wreaths. You could. You could. You don't have to. But yeah, it'd be could. really nice. You could do that. Turkey feather, like um, headdresses, you know, hats. Right, hats. Sure. Fascinators. <laughs> Could be really nice. I think I think you should wear a fascinator all the time. I would like to. I'm wondering if my new Crown Royal bag Crown Royal bag could be fashioned into a charming little hat. It, it probably could, but it need not be. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I could just put it on my head and take some selfies and see how that goes. I, sure. <laughs> I think there'd be a certain market for that. Merdina Crown Royal bag. Could add that to my, I mean, web, my you know, webcam. Business. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Art bag may be excellent whiskey, but they don't give you a little bag. I'm just saying. I like. I, mean, I like these things. You could get a little bag. They could give. Would it kill them to give us a little bag? I mean, a girl who likes getting stickers for her mm-hmm. progress chart is clearly going to enjoy a free bag as well. The evidence <laughs> before us is that this whiskey is very drinkable. <laughs> It may be that we've drunk slightly more than we needed to for know. science. I think that. Um, but we, I think we've drunk just enough for a good time. I think we have, although I think we should drink a little more. I'm going to finish what I've got here. Yeah. I've, I've still got you some. Still I think I might bit. be behind you. Mm. You definitely are. However, yeah. Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye World Whiskey of the Year 2015, I believe it was. And it's still a good bottle. At uh, at at about twenty five to thirty dollars United States USD, I assume, by the way, for our fans in the United Kingdom, that it is available because Crown Royal distributes all around the world. Uh, sure. There's a couple of there's a couple of whiskeys that we've talked about that aren't available in the UK, and we're sorry for that. That We're're, makes me really sad. Yeah. I think it means that some of our English friends should fly out and visit us. That's true. And drink with us. And in the meantime, hopefully you can find Crown Royal. Our goal is always to, to mention a whiskey and talk about a whiskey that you can actually buy. And obviously right. that's not true all over the world, but we hope that in the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. and Ireland and Japan and other places like that, you can find them. 
Um, we have we have listeners in all of those places. I think that's so cool. Isn't that cool? I it, and I will say. And Korea, we have listeners in Korea too. Oh, hello, Korea. Yeah. Um, if you can't find the particular whiskey we're drinking for the podcast episode, please pour yourself a glass of whatever's handy and drink with us anyway. You know, you should also let us know when there's a whiskey that we mention that's not in your country because we can I don't know we can complain about it. Yeah, well, certainly we'll complain on your behalf. We're champion complainers. That's right. We have and really are. we'd like to know what you're drinking instead. If you are drinking an alternate uh, bottle of something to join in the fun, tell us what you're drinking. That's right. I don't care what it is. I think we should, sw- here's what I think we should do next time. Yeah. As a concept. So we've done a couple in a row. We did the uh, Caskmates, the Jameson Caskmates, and then we did the Crown Royal. Both mm. of those are really affordable whiskeys. And we usually try to hit that middle sweet spot between 50 and like 70 or $80. Yeah. I think we should swing around and do a, an expensive whiskey next Ooh, time. What do you think? I like you. For the Christmas holiday. Fun, because yes. Christmas. Christmas. That's Let's right. splurge a little. That's right. We're gonna, we'll try to find something you can actually buy, but we're going we're gonna to just upgrade a little bit for the next one. Just I'm to super excited. Show variety. I can't wait. I'm going to have to start thinking about my candy pairing. That's right. That's mm. right. Sugar plums. <laughs> I don't even know what a sugar I don't plum either. is. But it, sound, it sounds really good. It was like growing up hearing about chestnuts roasting on the open fire. Yep. And then the first time I went to New York, I was yep. like, I don't know what a chestnut is, but I'm going to get I'm gonna it. I'm going to roast one on an open fire. I'm going to buy it and eat it. And I was yep. like, this is disgusting. disgusting. It's really gross. I don't know why anyone would ever want this. I don't know if sugar plums are the same problem or not. Well, I hope not because we're going to have to try those. All right. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. This was a fun one. This was a fun one. And a good whiskey. A really good whiskey. Crown Royal, Northern Harvest Rye, former World Whiskey of the Year, according to Jim Murray, and I think a very drinkable, fun whiskey. According to Merdina Flummery, it is just fine. Oh, that's high. I guess that's high praise or something. It's, She's had a lot of it, so that... It's great. It's really good. We enjoyed it. You will, too. Thank you very much for listening. One more time. We'll do cheer- just cheers. Just cheers to the mountain. Bye, everybody. Thank you. But others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley. And caught in pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. For sure, dum a dum a da What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. Mushering dum a doo dum a da. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar.